Uh, welcome to the uh, Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Dahlin. Uh, we're going to continue the trend of uh, Swedish junior players now playing in in Canada. Uh, with us today is uh, Jakob Rudin. And I, welcome to the podcast, first of all. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scanlux.com. So, so how do they pronounce your name in Canada? Jacob Rodin. Rodin, okay. Well, <laughs> it's always interesting. I was called Darling for a lot of time, a long time yeah. instead of Darlene, but I have to, I have to tell people. All right, um, a little bit about your background, of course. Um, so we had early on in the in the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, we had Johan Eriksson on, who kind of talked about since he was kind of working with the with the Brampton Rattlers a little bit. So I've had you on the radar since the summer, and we finally were able to connect. And in the meantime, you've been uh, you've been uh, been a steady point producer out there. But before we get to Brampton. Uh, let's talk about you as a player, as a person. I know you grew up in a hockey family. Your dad played. Yeah. Uh, most important, finished up his his career in Lexand. Uh, was he was he part of bringing Lexand up in the SHL? No, not that year. They were close, but um, at all, they, they didn't do it. So okay, apparently not. But yeah. We just had uh, Oscar Alsenfeld on, and he was part of part of his career was was um, bringing Lexand up, but not from Lexand originally, but Värmland and Karlstad. So Färjestad is your home team, uh, yes. I understand. So why in the world would you choose not to go to Färjestad for hockey gymnasium, but you chose Lexand? Uh, on my uh, under sixteen season, uh, uh, I didn't uh, got a place in the first odds hockey gymnasium. Uh, so then I had some other teams I was talking to, like Örebro, and then Lexan. And on the meeting when they decided to not give me a place, they said that Lexan was interested. So I went there. I, I practiced one time, and then. Two days after I got the contract, so then I decided to go to Lexan instead, which I think was good for me too. To, who was the coach? Uh, who was the coach at that time in Lexan for for J eighteen when you first got there? Uh, same as now, uh, Patrick Andersson. Okay, and he's been there for a while. Yeah, yeah, really long time. So yeah, then it felt good right away, and felt like it was the right fit for me, you know, to also come away from Ferrestar with my. Dad was a big name to go to Lexand and yeah, build a little bit of a new name for me. So it felt good. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, so three years in Lexand. And uh, for, for, let's let's talk a little bit about that because I think Lexand, of course, is a is a unique place. But Färjestad is not a huge city, uh, but pretty good size, small yeah. city. And they had an NIU, of course, SHL team who just won this the the national championship uh last year and Lexan smaller place how was it to to move from 
Um, because did you grow up in 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 Carlston all your life, or did you move around any? I was I lived in Freiburg in Switzerland when I was like one, two, three, but I don't remember so much from that. But I think it was nice with with Lexa with the with the small city with the small like village almost. It yeah. felt a good place to move alone to. It was really really easy. You could walk or take the bike everywhere, and it, and the the team got really really close because we were the only guy that hanged out together because. There were no one else to hang out with, so the team got really, really close. And where did really, you guys? Really where, where did you live? Did you live in Lexanstrand? Yeah, in the the first year I did that, and then the two other years I lived in an apartment uh, over uh, the restaurant Bosporen. So okay, and more in the end of the town when uh, the two other years. So yeah, we're gonna give a, a sh uh, unshameful plug for a restaurant Bosporen, which is uh, a pizza and restaurant across uh, from Cilian's Conditori. Yeah, the most amazing uh, bakery and coffee shop on the planet. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's funny we went there this past summer and uh, the same guys sit drink coffee forever outside and everybody knows everybody um people come and go and uh, just a neat place yeah uh lexanstrand must have been okay though i mean it's a little bit of a of a, of a trek from the center of this of town or not the city but town but closer to the rink yeah i was like it was nice too like a lot of players lived there i lived right next door to some of my teammates so that was nice too uh on the winter it's a little bit tougher when there was a lot of snow but uh, other than that it was good too but then yeah. i felt like it was more nice to have my own own place in an apartment so that's why i decided to move the second year so did you have roommates in the uh in the at lexanstrand no uh, we had a smaller cabin so everyone had their own so it was okay. nice too okay Cool. I just think it's a, I mean, what an amazing way to grow up and focus on school, academy, high school, and then, um, and then uh, hockey and everything else in a really safe, protective, but just welcoming, welcoming place. Um, uh, we went to the same school then in uh, Samensdal. Yeah. I was in, I was in, in in uh, seven eighth and ninth D, I believe on on the on the lower floor when I was there. So, uh, been a little bit a while ago for me. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So you played J eighteen uh, in the highest division. So back then, let's. It was it called uh, J eighteen and J twenty elite when you were there, or what, did they change it to? So you were right there when they were changing from. From uh, J18 to elite to region and super elite yeah, the, national. Yeah, the first two years in the 18 was still E18 elite, but then when I moved to E20, it was E20. Then it went from E20 super elite to E20 national. So yep. So uh, if if I'm looking at your elite prospects page, um, some. Of course, you played with some of the best players 
in the country at the time. Um, and it's it's a few notable people. Isak Rosian, who just finished Junior Worlds, plays for uh, in the Buffalo organization. Uh, Emil Heinemann, who's in the Montreal Canadian organization, still plays for Lexon. Jesper Kandegord, uh, Elias. Uh, who else is in here that are significant players? I mean, they're 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 all really really good players, uh, and it's it'd be interesting to just talk to every one of them and 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 have similar paths or or so on. But but if we go back three years. Uh, in in hockey gymnasium and then you got one more year left after you graduated high school what what happened then you decided to make a change to Vita Heston yeah like the thing was uh, in uh, in Lexan I had more of a, a defensive forward role like it was hard to compete with Rosine and those guys so yep I played more of a third line, fourth line role in box play and all that. And that was good for my development too, I think, because especially off ice, you learn a lot about, you know, how much you need to train and, and all that. So I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, and a lot of systematics too. So now I have really easy for that. And like, but then in my third year, it was tough. Uh, and then COVID came and then I decided to take a chance after Christmas uh, to go to Vita Heston, uh, and they had, and I could have uh, online studies with my Lexan school. So I went there, and I lived in in Norrköping for like two, three months, and I got a good a good opportunity there to play with the professional hockey Allsvenskan team. Yep, four games, and I practiced with them a lot, and and that was a really good second half of that season for me. Uh, and it felt very good, and 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 it sounded very good. So I felt like after I was done with school, I decided to go there again and and give it a shot. But uh, then it didn't really, really went how one made it too. So it was a really, really tough season. For me, the, the my year after graduation, and then I decided to. Moved to a town closer to my hometown to to get some love back for the game and and to try to just have fun and it was fun, really really fun but that was hard too you know that was my first year where I had the opportunity to play like a first line guy and yeah I was not used to that so it took some time and but now it really helped me and this year I feel really really comfortable to be that guy that you can rely on to go out and score and then and how the team win on that role too. So, Yeah, I, I mean, certainly, and we're going to talk about how you ended up at Bradford Rattler, Rattlers in the in the Canadian juniors. But I think it's a, it's, I mean, certainly, I, I, what I wanted to emphasize a little bit on how incredible, incredibly tough it is at the, at the real, you've been at the, at the competing at the best of the best, in J20 Super Elite, and you're looking to the right and you got drafted players or close to drafted players, and the the, the there's only so many spots. So in this SHL team in Lexon, they may have two spots that they're pulling up or maybe three spots or two forwards or one forward and one D that they're going to pull up and 
and and get the chance to and everybody's fighting for those spots which is which is tough from a standpoint of of having the 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 ice time uh but it i'm sure it taught you a lot to compete uh as well yeah yeah very very much i'm on practice too like it was a really really tough we we fought a lot on practice where it was really hard work and um, everybody wanted to have those spots especially not just in the SHL team but in the in the team to get to play every weekend so sometimes it was, it was fights and all that but outside of the ice it was a really good team that yeah before COVID hit we were first in the table so we had a really really good team but and especially, I think that while we were such a good team, it's because we always pushed each other all the time in the gym, on the ice, and in everything. So, uh, you know, I learned a lot, really, really much from that too. Yeah. How the leaders were pulling the whole team together, and and also how it is to to get cut and and to to sit there in the stands when all the other teammates are front place. It, it's tough, but. It's, Sometimes everything happens for a reason, and you learn a lot from it too. So I I agree, and I th- and so so this is the part that uh, you know your path has been very linear up to this point. Okay, you didn't get into Fadiestad, but okay, Lexon's not a bad spot, right? No. And then competing there, and then now you get to a point where you took a little bit of a all right. I'm going to choose my own path. So how did it? happen i know you went through an injury as well kind of there towards the end i believe um yeah and how did you end up making the decision because i'm sure there's a little bit of a fork in the road of okay i'm finishing finishing up j20 so i have a choice of playing another year of juniors in the u.s with eligibility and maybe go the college route or staying in sweden and playing division one or division uh, or or hockey al svenskan division one kind of hockey ettan there. Let's let's walk through how that path or or that decision happened for you. Yeah, I was like during that third year, I was a little looking a little bit at Norway actually. Uh, mm-hmm. So I talked a little bit with John about that, but and I talked with some teams, but at the same time, I, I did I was I didn't really feel that like I was hundred percent ready for that. And then more of spring came and we started talking about Kevin and I said I was interested in going to school and, and going to college. So then we started talking a little bit about Canada uh, where he said that like it's a high chance you will get a good uh, fancy role there and <clears throat> you get to play a lot there and then to be more of an offensive player uh, which I think was really good for my development. <laughs> I wish I uh, think it was really good for my development. So then instead of staying in Sweden and maybe get a hockey on place somewhere where I should play like fourth line or something, I felt like Canada was the right choice for me. So yeah, to get so, to even more ice time and develop more. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, one of the did you know at the time about the import rules in 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 tier one, tier two, tier three juniors in Canada? Yeah, a little bit. Like I know it was, it's hard for a European to come to 
like OJ and some. I don't even think they have uh, Europeans in their league. So I, I had to choose another Unire route here. So yeah, and then I then I saw like I, I heard a little bit about my line mate in the team Jesper uh, going here, which has also played in E Twenty Super League and in Breen as our rival. So <laughs> I know he's a good player. So it's not like if we two could play together, it would have been a a really good year for both of us and especially for me so then I decided to go here and so far it's been very good and um, I like it I think it has helped me a lot with my game to get my offensive instincts a lot better with the puck especially like to have the confidence to do stuff which I know I can so I think I've unlocked a lot of new abilities in my game by coming here so yeah so, so this is kind of uh, an interesting spot now, of course. So you do have the end with Juan Eriksson, who's been helping getting Swedish players in. We've talked about the 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 uh, Bradford Rattler, Rattlers who plays in the GMHL. So it's not so so. Uh, why not play in the AJHL, BCHL, and CCHL or Q? Is because they don't. You you're not eligible to play as a unless you've been there for I think it's two or three years and playing playing already. So it's not really an option from a from an athletic standpoint. I mean, from a eligibility, you probably would have been you know a, a good attractive players at those other leagues. But I think that what what Johan was talking about in the, and I want everybody to go back and listen to I think it's episode two is that this gives a chance to play at what's considered junior A, but there's so many junior A, junior B uh, leagues up there, and it's a little bit of a of a rock and roll, uh, you know, leagues up there, and and not yeah. every not every place is a great fit, not every place is a good place. But certainly with Bradford, uh, so let's talk about Bradford. Where is Bradford? Not too far from Toronto, right? <clears throat> no, I like forty-five minutes from Toronto, so it's it's good too. If you have a off day, you can go to Toronto and see cool places too. So it's nice. Yeah, and then so if we pull up your roster here, so you play in the in the GMHL, which is the Greater <clears throat> Pro Hockey League. Um, and it's not one of the Canadian junior hockey. The CJHL uh, is not one of the major junior hockey leagues like OJ, the, the OHL or WHL. But Canada has a lot of these kind of uh, uh, smaller leagues out there. But there's what's interesting is, um, and sometimes they get a bad reputation because there, there's – there's a lot of rules in in Canadian junior hockey and 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 especially with imports and this is a lot of these are are underneath that level where there's less restrictions for imports. If we're looking at the roster here. Uh, you're playing with a Russian kid, Stefan Levinsky, 83 points in 33 yeah. games. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's very good actually. I like was surprised to. That I, that I would play with such good players like Jesper too. And then, uh, yeah, Jesper. Uh, yeah, and then Jesper Eriksson. 
Yeah, I think Stefan is a very good player, uh, especially in the offensive zone. Uh, Jesper is more better all around, I think, uh, with the defensive zone too. But yeah, it's fun to, you know, to still get to play with good players. Of course, there's a difference from Lexan with, with NHL draft picks, but it's still it's still better for me. So so I really like it, actually. Yeah, so so if we're looking at Jesper, Brina's product... <laughs> From Stockholm originally, uh, kind of a similar thing in terms of, you know, teetering right there, played J20 Super Elite, and then running out of eligibility and in, in, and played half a season in, in Hockeyettan and then made the, G, the jump just like you did. And between the two of you, uh, so 33 and 32 games, Jesper has six, 63 points, 27 goals, 37 – 36 assists. You got 32 games, 21 goals, 34 assists, 51 points, 55 points. Um, uh, so pretty impressive. You must have a heck of a good time right now uh, playing hockey. Yeah, of course, very fun. It's the first time in my career too, where I feel like I really do a lot of points. And of course, that's fun. And especially playing with Jesper because we take a lot of def defensive responsibility too. Yeah. We get a lot of ice time in the defensive zone too, and in the box play, especially, which I think is good. And if you're playing a league like this, it's maybe not the points is the most important thing. I think the most important thing is to show that you can play a mature game where you can play in every single zone and, and always be on the right spot every single time. I think that's the most important thing if you want to take it to the next level. Yeah, and then a couple other Swedes out there too. Another Swiss player, uh, another uh, couple of Russians, Czech. So it's a it's a it's a whole uh, hodgepodge of, of of international players in this team. Yeah, yeah, so it's hard. Like I tried to learn a little bit of Russian, but it's extremely hard. So <laughs> some of them can't really speak English super good, but still goes around. So. It's fun to live with Jesper and, and uh, they're Swiss guys, so okay, it's not well, wrong to live together. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Is that is that a typical? So you're not in a billet situation where you have a, a host family or or yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a host family actually. We all three live here. Okay, in the house that so we all have our our own room and the billet family is really really nice, uh, very very supportive and and all that. So it's. It's very. It was very easy to make the transition from Sweden to here. I think. Okay. It feels like you are in a family, so I really like it here. So. How far are you from from the rink? Like a five, ten minute walk, I would say. So okay. it's really close, which is Cause, nice. Because yeah. I imagine you don't have a car, and there's not the bus and and train transportation like you're used to. No, exactly. We have. Sometimes we can borrow the car, but it's only Sven, that, the Swiss guy, that is allowed to drive it because he's the only one with an international driver license. So uh, sometimes we have the car, which is nice. But other than that, we can. It's easy, to, it's easy to just walk, and if you want to go to Toronto, it's easy to take the train too. So okay, awesome, awesome. So let's talk about. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about your background and how you ended up there, and and certainly you've got the reboot that you were looking for. And and where you may have been kind of stuck, uh, you hit the hit the 
uh, obstacle detoured a little bit and then uh, found a place where you can showcase what that that, that you're a good player. What's uh, what's next? So, so 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 right now we're recording this and it's the end of January here. Um, probably be released a few weeks um, in in the future here. But how much more do you have in the season? Does that go all the way into a- April or how how long do you go? Uh, yeah, like we, I think we have we play regular season games until the 21, 21st February. Then the playoff starts and. I think the playoff is to around late March, and then we have a like a tournament for all the teams that won the division. I think uh, in uh, the fourth April to sixth April, I think uh, the last. So the last game is at sixth April, I think. So okay. I'm trying to get a new. So yeah, that's around there. And 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 right now I'm looking at the win loss record. You guys are doing okay. <clears throat> Uh, 30, 31 wins and one loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think our team is a little bit over the other teams in terms of not just player history, but the players we have is uh, played in better places before, and yeah, our team is on the paper is the best team too. So yeah, and I see that there's a north, south, and west division of the of the um. Greater Metro Hockey League. So, all right, let's look forward a little bit. It comes really, really quick. Um, I'm assuming you're going back to Costa over the summer. Yeah, yeah I'm moving. Yes, I'm moving. So then I'm, I'm, a, I'm talking with some schools right now. So I will try to get the to get a school done in in some weeks at least and commit and everything. I just need to do this. Uh, the T O E F L test, which I think it, yeah. So I feel confident in, in, in for that. So in some week I will have it done and then I will try to commit and get everything done. So, yeah, the TOEFL is, uh, uh, I took the same test, uh, 30 years ago. And, uh, yeah. and I remember it being a, being a requirement for college. So, so that's kind of what, what your plan is. Uh, not necessarily to go back to Sweden and try to break into the SHL, but hey, you got an opportunity here to leverage the position that you're in. So are you looking at Canadian colleges or universities, or are you looking at U.S. colleges and universities? Uh, U.S., actually. Uh, okay. I talked with, a little bit with Canadian, but uh, let's say it's the same thing there. It's easier and better as a European to go in the U.S. because they don't have the same uh, with scholarships and all that in Canada. It's, yep. They can't really give out that. So if you want to you go in Canada, it's going to be really expensive. So, yep. so, uh, so let's talk about that then. So you got D1 schools and you got D3 schools and you have ACHA schools. And um, the, the challenge, of course, is going to be Everybody wants to go D1, but uh, what not everybody understand is that not everybody who goes play one, play D1 gets a full ride scholarship. No, exactly. So like, and that's the thing too, that I'm, the economic standpoint is going to be an important thing. And also the living standpoint, 
because I know it's uh, some teams up in Alaska, which I'm not interested in. Uh, but I want to pick that place that that feels best the best fit for me. Yeah. So yeah. I will see which level it is and, and all that, but the economic standpoint and the living the living standpoint is going to be the most important things, of course, because if you don't get a full ride scholarship, it's you're looking around like fifty US dollars, you you fifty thousand US dollars a year, which is very very much because in Sweden the education is free, so it's a it's yeah. a bit different. So yeah, so so it, I'm sure that with the with the with the background that you have and the season that you've had so far, you've got a lot of interesting pl places, but you have to be uh, selective of what's going to be the right fit economically living wise and 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 where you're going to play um so how does that work from a standpoint of uh of course you got the gymnasium education have you looked at besides uh, i'm sure you're going to have to go through the ncaa clearinghouse or i don't know what it's called now but it used to be called that and shore up your eligibility as well Is, have you already completed that part uh no but uh, the it's school part the I schedule, think, i'm sure yeah and i like that I, when i talk with coaches they say and, and schools uh my my grades and all that they are they think they think they're really good so the school part is not a problem it's just that i need to do this TOEFL test now and, and get everything done so i can commit and i'm eligible to commit so that's the next step for me yeah. And uh, and how do you feel in terms of not everybody? I I, I, I want to be cognizant about this, too, that not everybody's a right fit from a standpoint of, of going into the university from a from a academic standpoint. But it sounds like that you've you kind of prepared for that as well. So how do you feel about that? Uh, very good. Uh, I like school and then. And... I want to have a good education too, because you never know what happens in yep. your life. You can get an injury or whatever it is, and and I want to have an education. And then at the same time, from the athletic standpoint, also play four more years against players similar to my age, uh, which I think is good for my development too, because I need to to have that before I can go uh, into the professional world war. So. Yeah. Now, and I think that that's the 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 the, the side of, of college or collegiate hockey in the U.S. versus playing Allsvenskan uh, or or as a as a young player or hockeyettan. I think it fits so well, and the treatment and the and the atmosphere and the and and how you would grow as a person. Um, it's a different life um and yeah. it's, it's pretty attractive uh yeah you want to find a place that you don't come out with a with 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 financial uh uh, uh um, you don't you don't want to be tied to the to the student loans too much but but you know with good grades and 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 finding that that home i think that it'll it'll settle itself out and you know and you'll find a good home b b between now and june or something or yeah, we'll we'll be. You know, I don't know if you listen to Spit and Chicklets on uh, on podcast, but 
there is this thing called the chiclet bu- chiclets bump. You have you ever heard of that? Well, I listen a little bit to it, but I'm more to I'm more listen to the the Swedish podcast like Slepsarian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think is my favorite podcast. So yeah, I listened a little bit to Spit and Chicklets too. Yeah. So in Spit and Chicklets, they talk about the Chicklets bump, which means that when they have a guest on, that after they've had a guest on, that their their point per game goes up, and they get a bump from from just that. Well, the last couple of of things, I think we had Christian Skarpagen on uh, shortly after the episode was released. He he got a new position with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Oscar Hjeld, who was just on, he just signed with a uh, with a team in in Estonia. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen yeah. with, with Jakob Rudin? Uh, he may be showing up in the elite prospects transfer uh, uh, window soon, or commitment uh, commitment. Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take full credits from the uh, Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast bump. So, yeah, of course, of course. No, it'll be good. It's going to be fun to kind of um, to see how it goes. I think it's 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 your journey is helpful for for Swedish players that are interested. Like, man, what's it like? And you know, it sounds. I I, I talk to a lot of players that that are like, man, it sounds really interested, but I just don't know. And it's not for everyone. But I think that, uh, and you got to be careful, right? I mean, yeah. ending up in the wrong place can can happen. Yeah, of course. Like I said, it's hard to because if you're not that top elite player in your E20 Super League team, it's it's hard to know where you're gonna go. Like because it's only like you said, like one or two players that get to take the place in the SHL team, and it's hard to know if you're not the if you had a more of a defensive role that year, and it's it's hard to know where what I'm gonna what am I gonna do now. Am I gonna quit or am I still gonna try to push for it? It's it's hard to know where you want to go, and it's in Sweden. I think it's better in North America where you have the opportunity to play college hockey at at a good level, and you can play juniors more. And like, it's not not everybody develops at the same speed. Some guys develop super quick and are ready for the SHL, but some guys need not only one more year, maybe two, three, four more years. So I think. North American way to look at it is it's better and it's something that Sweden should look a little bit at and, and try to learn something from. Yeah. All right. So um I asked this question before, but you're a little bit uh you're you're not so far removed you, you you know, how how would you give advice to uh the younger self? Uh you met, you know, yourself as a 17 year old. Uh, you're not that far away from it because you're still pretty young, but uh, you are what you're 20 now, right? Yeah, I'm 20. So. 20. So uh, you're three years more wiser than when you were 17. What what advice would you give to young Jakob Rodin, the 17 year old that is in hockey gymnasium? And uh, if you met him today, I would say like. Like the like the mindset I have now, and what I'm going to go out and ice now is that it's not the whole world if you do one mistake or two mistakes. It's like that's that's the biggest thing I would say to to be brave out there, and not be scared of making mistakes and all that. And sometimes too, which maybe sounds wrong, but 
not every single time listen to the coach at everything like do go your own way too i think it's important if you want to be a little bit extra so don't be afraid to make mistakes and and just and even if you're still older and even if you play with at a high level with NHL draft picks in your team it's still just a game and don't forget to have fun too because that's the most important thing i think yeah there you have it very 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 mature and very great advice for any any 17 year old whether you're playing hockey or you're not um and i just want to say thank you for coming on it's been i've been bugging you for for a while and i know you've been busy and but we finally got able to connect and it's great uh we're continuing the trend of 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 smart lexon players even though you really are various thought uh but we'll, we'll take credit for it anyway thanks for jumping on good luck i know you got games this weekend and uh we'll keep uh pulling for you and uh and see if we can get the the bump here from the podcast uh thank you very thank you very much for bringing me on so thank you Thank you.